This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Not today. Today, we are live at the Diamond Factory, 13719 Omega Road in Dallas. If you want to come out and see us, or if we're just here and you really want to come out and see all the diamonds, I understand that as well. Or if you want to come up here and sign up for your opportunity to win a Dak Prescott autograph helmet, we will be giving that away once the show is over at 2 o'clock. You just have to be up here in the next four hours, register, and then obviously feel free to look around and potentially buy some more diamonds. But I'm not supposed to ask you, Mike, right, if you're buying anything because it's a secret. I, I'll tell you what. No more secrets. I am buying something today oh, from the Diamond Factory. Wow. My wife's at work. Okay, my, And my- if you're going to my wife's office... That was just recently voted the third best pediatric office in Dallas-Fort Worth by the Dallas Morning News. Don't tell her I bought her something. From <laughs> My wife was like, I think Mike should buy that. It's really pretty. And I was like, I will let him know. So well, I did. good decision right there. And we have Mike looking like Daddy Warbucks. We have Derek Holland with us looking like the Riddler. So if you want to see if you want to see Riddler Derek Holland, yet another reason to come out to the Diamond Factory today. It's going to be a blast. I know he says he looks like Daddy Warbucks, but sitting next to Derek in the Riddler outfit, it, he kind of looks like a villain in a Batman movie. Like, he kind of looks like he could be... Lex Luthor? Yeah, like you could be He's Lex bald. Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> so we need Superman and Batman to yeah. roll in and like, save the day. You should be in your Batman oh, gear Oh, now I could be wearing my uh, Batman I could have worn shirt. my cape. Dad gummit. You could have been just, Robin. Yeah, well, I don't know. Why, why do you have a cape? Uh, because I have a Superman cape. You I have, have Robin's hair? I have Superman stuff. You don't have hair, but... But Batman wears a mask, so you're not supposed to know who he is. Uh-huh. Just, you'd have to change your voice the whole show. But I could have okay. worn the real Batman suit. Oh, oh man, God. that would have been awesome, too. Next. I should have thought of that suit instead I mean, of That suit is pretty suit. incredible. Who played Lex Luthor in the in the Superman when we were kids? He Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah, he's also a good <laughs> basketball coach. <laughs> That's not, no. No to all of that. He did. He was that. in Hoosier. Yep. I remember he that. He had to pass the ball four times, uh-huh. or he was going to lop off all of California with an earthquake. I don't <laughs> Don't. The plates, remember? Yeah, I, don't, I think those are from different movies now. All right. So. <laughs> Didn't pass the ball four times. California's gone. I like how you've merged Hoosiers and Superman into one movie. All right. I like it. So the particular aspects of the Cowboys passing game that have to be fixed. Now, I know what you said is you were like, hey, Dak, stop throwing interceptions. Yeah. And I do Remember wanna... what color jersey we're wearing that yeah, day. Yeah, okay. That is a good point. And I do want to stick with that for just one second. But there's a couple of other things at play. But did you see Dak, what he said when he was told how many interceptions that he had? He goes, nine? Nine? He didn't know that? He did not. Oh. I might be 
I don't know, Ferris Bueller's parents or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, good. He's like a closer. He forgets that bad moment, and he moves so. on to the next one. He's like, I didn't even remember throwing an interception. you got to have a short memory in sports. Uh, like That is something that you, you do need to know, but you also got to know like when you're affecting the team in that kind of manner and what it is. Okay. Now, I guess my question to you, Kevin, okay. is he's not good at throwing over the middle. Like that, this is this is a, a fact that watching him is just he's most comfortable when there's single high coverage and he can pick a side because he has more of an open space to throw to once he sees the safety is vacated in one area. Can they I drop, ask? They drop two. That's where he gets kind of flustered and he doesn't know exactly where to put the ball. The best quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, those guys, they can take they can work the middle just as well as they can work outside of the hashes. How agitating is it then? Because I agree with you there. How agitating is it when he does have the those quality passes over the middle and they get dropped or they get they potentially get tipped which we'll get around to in just a second because I don't want to lay this all on deck some of it's on him we also had some costly drops one of which might have gotten one of our offensive linemen hurt Dalton Schultz for a touchdown and Michael Gallup for a touchdown is the ones that come to mind as a Cowboys fan watching the last game and I guess that might be the thing on maybe people are texting in right now well it's not Dak it's the quality of receiver and I do think CeeDee Lamb's having a great year Schultz has been Dalton Schultz he's been solid but yeah those tough catches in the playoffs against probably you're gonna probably have to beat I'm assuming San Francisco and Philadelphia to make it to the Super Bowl feels logical that they're probably gonna hit you pretty hard over the middle if Dak makes an accurate throw in traffic and you're gonna have to be able to hold on to those balls it's not going to be easy first downs or easy catches so that's something that can be cleaned up to help out Dak is that when he does make those tough, small window throws that you hold on to those balls. The other thing I'll add about that, too, is you got to have guys that are willing to go sacrifice their bodies. It's going to be a physical hit whenever you get there. And I do wonder, like, today's game is so – it's, it, I mean, like fluid in a, a lot of the areas in those big spaces, like I was saying with single high coverage, that I do wonder if, you know, you have that tough receiver that is willing to go sacrifice his body over the middle and knows what it takes because the Cowboys don't do it that often. But here they are saying, look, they're, if they're going to leave this part of the field open, we have to take advantage of it throughout games because what's going to happen then? Now they have to do something about it, which opens up the other areas of the field for the, for the offense. So in addition to that, there's a couple of other problems. Do you want to focus on the one that is probably Dak and the receivers or the one that is not related to maybe either of those things? What is are you talking about offensive line i don't know yes yes all right so ah go ahead what just happened i I thought you got a cramp (laughs) no i'm okay go ahead kevin you're fine what was that one you spilt your beans or something (laughs) (laughs) no my pickle was leaking yeah his pickle was leaking. No, this is just a toe. It's okay. What is going on? That is a fair point. Is so Dak had 39 pass attempts in the last game against the Texans. 11 of those were tipped. Now, I, I know you can say like some of them were tipped like out in the normal progression mm-hmm. of the pass, and that's like something that has to be worked on otherwise. But there were 
some that were tipped at the line of scrimmage, and this feels like a disproportionate amount. Take, for example, they hadn't had more than six passes in a game all year. They had 11 in this last game. So while we talk about restructuring the offensive line, that's something that they need to win the line of scrimmage better as well. And to your point, this doesn't even count. I don't think it counts as a tip ball is when Dax – tricep got hit on the interception that was really what made the ball go slow and not get to the receiver that it needed to get to so that doesn't even count as a tip ball that's as much as I I do blame Dak for certain interceptions that people don't but on that one I can't blame Dak his when your arm gets hit when you're throwing the ball it's almost impossible to throw the ball where you wanted it to go with the velocity you wanted it to be at the, uh, <laughs> you doing okay, buddy? I'm doing just recovered? fine. I'm doing I'm doing just fine. I, I think that one of the other things about I know you're you're concerned about the offensive line in that respect too. There there is something with the coverage that Houston ran specifically. Uh, they know where the Cowboys like their routes, and I feel like other you know, teams will too. And, and the the Cowboys are most comfortable like ten to twenty yards, like in that area. I mean, the, that can definitely do more downfield too. There there are those options, but that ten to twenty yard range is where he really has his that's his sweet spot. You know, so so whenever what they were doing, if you watch what Houston did specifically, they were dropping their linebackers back just enough. You know, they they were filling those areas that made it difficult for Dak. So you know that's got to be on Kellen Moore too to say to recognize what's going on whenever he sees okay they're doing this to us specifically we got to adjust to that but I guess that's part of being a second half team which this Cowboys team is is they are recognizing something and that part is good not putting yourself in as much of a hole in the first half with the interceptions would obviously be better so I saw this come in and there is some validity to this Zach holds on to the ball too long like we talked about that with Cooper Rush I I don't think anybody on the show is saying Cooper Rush is better than Dak or anything like that but one thing if you had to look at a discernible advantage I probably thought Cooper had over Dak was I thought he got rid of the ball in a more timely manner sometimes Derek I want to ask you this do you think that Dak can play similar to Brock Purdy? Uh, and that is, don't turn over the ball, get first downs, and we will win the game. Do you think the Cowboys' defense and the rest of the team, the, let's say the running game offensive line, is good enough for Dak to be more Cooper Rush, Brock yes. Purdy, than try to be Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, too, the defense is so good, though, that they're going to always keep them in the game no matter what. Um it's just now a matter of Dak just completing the passes, taking his time, and actually reading the routes the right way, not throwing behind guys. That's the big key, uh, I think, too. You're comparing a guy that's only got two games under his belt. You know, it's He hasn't really dealt with any adversity, so it's kind of hard to sit here and make too many comments about that. But I think you guys hit on – I don't know if it'll be a shift in strategy, but – I saw something that I was kind of amazed to learn, and it feeds into your idea of get first downs, move ball downfield, and hopefully score points. On passes that go in the air 10 or more yards, Dak has five touchdowns this year and eight interceptions. So, which that is a staggering statistic right there. they're not right Hail there. Marys, right? I can't no. remember, like, you know, that – because sometimes, I'm not defending Tom Brady this year, at times you'll see him on third down from the 50-yard line, third and 10. He'll throw it down the right. field 40 yards and, like, look, if it gets intercepted, I don't care. It's like a punt. That's where your true shooting percentage works in. Yeah. You're like, eh, not really. But is Dak putting too much pressure on himself trying to be too perfect because the expectations are so high of having 
him back and having him be better than what um, – oh, shoot, the backup. Uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper yeah. Rush. Like, it's like they're putting so much expecta- – or he's putting so much expectation on himself that he has to be so perfect. I don't think so. Uh, I, I think there he's five of eight. I though? think he's trying. I think he's trying to do something different than he is, uh, or that he's been in the past. And th- this does come with what is my weakness? I need to get better at this. And so I think the the throwing down the field da- over the middle is something that he's ne- it's never been his strongest suit. His he's always been good again at hitting routes that are that are out toward outside of the hashes towards the sidelines or rolling out. And now he's having to work the middle of the field like the great quarterbacks do. This is very similar, I would, I would put for y'all. I'm working on a new pitch this year, and it's going to get rocked a few times before I perfect it. And I think that's more than him trying to do anything with any pressure. I think he's trying to become a different quarterback than he's been. Right, but everybody's always complained about him not being able to throw technically the deep ball. And then now here it is, we're trying to, I guess you could say, uh, do more than we, we should. And I, I will, what we've been I'll, doing. I'll add this too. When he doesn't do it, when he doesn't even take the, the risk to do it, to threaten the defense, the run game suffers. Yeah. So that's like that. I think there's a, it's, it's frustrating. It is frustrating, but he has to have the confidence of, I'm going to continue doing it because I understand what our offense needs. And it's, sometimes it's going to be an interception. Listen, sometimes Dak Prescott, I'm not going to sit here and act like everything's just good with this guy. And somebody's going to be like, you know what? All you do is that. And I'm like, no, man. Sometimes I can also criticize him for being poor at something. I can also sure. say you're really good at this. That's something that we can do in sports radio. What? And so I – like he, one of his factors is he's poor at accuracy. Then there are moments when you're like, how, there's no way he could have hit that window. I don't understand how to explain it, dude, but the guy sometimes makes brilliant throws, and then sometimes you're just like, what the hell just happened? And it, because it can be multiple things, right? Like, I see lots of texts coming in, and a lot of them I agree with to a certain degree. Like, you still get the, and that's going to happen for the rest of the year, you shouldn't have got rid of Amari Cooper text. All right, like, <laughs> rock on. That, there, the but, there's, but there's nothing that's we can do about that now, right? So, like, I would be willing to listen to that, especially as the Cowboys continue to chase a wide receiver. I would be willing to listen to sometimes we've talked about separation issues throughout the year, which goes back to Cooper some. But I also think then the flip side is you have to point out sometimes going into the middle is not a strong suit of of Dak. Or sometimes he holds the ball a half second too long. Or sometimes you wish the offensive line could get you half a second more protection. I think all of those can be valid, like, parts of this, like, jambalaya of problems in the 98 yard drive to win the game against Houston he had a big running play flushed to the right ran for I I think 12 yards I'm not exactly sure but right around that big play Gavin Dawson really wants Dak to do that especially in the playoffs how important is it to his game that whether it's Christmas Eve whether it's playoff game that he says I can't protect myself anymore five times a game when it's not there. I'm taking off and getting I, five to 15 yards. I think it's really important because when Corey was talking about, like, if you're hitting him with a little bit more cover, too, well, that could be one potential way you could make defenses pay for that if they're going to lag off a little bit or if they're going to move into the middle a little bit. If he can roll out on either side, yeah. I think you can make them pay. Like, that's what I thought about with Daniel Jones. Maybe, like, the first game more than the second game is if you're aggressive on the pass rush or if you're lagging with your the back half of your pass defense, he was eating us up with like, fine, I'll take six yards. I'll take I, seven, eight yards. I do think he thinks about that injury when he takes off. I, I would agree with I that. Do. It's something that you can't <laughs> – 
like if you guys dealt with injuries too, it's it's a hard thing to overcome. You know, it's always in the back of your mind. Well, if I do this, it could happen again. I think the other thing too, that's what helps to me, in my opinion, with Jalen Hurst being so good is he's able to roll out and he can either draw you to come in and get somebody open by doing that or he can take off and get the extra yardage and that's something that Dak used to be able to do sure and now he can't do it as much which goes with what Mike said it's just one of those things that man I'm if I run I could possibly re-hurt myself again Mm. by doing this and I mean I'm not saying that's what he's thinking while he's out there running but it's still something that's in the mind while you're out there in that moment I want to add this if y'all seen the the audio from the final two minute drive have you all heard that yet? I don't yet? think so. Okay, there. It, I saw it this morning as I was rolling through, and this team believes in him. That two-minute drive. Sure. Uh, he you like he's he's walking up to everybody before the drive, saying, "All right, this is this is what we live for. These are the moments you live for. Let's go show them how great we can be." And he's telling his guys all the right things. He's telling himself that Kevin, you're uh, you're working on self-talk and talking to yourself better. Uh, and, <laughs> and and so he's doing the self-talk for everybody at the end of the drive, man. Uh, after they score the touchdown, he's standing on the sideline, and Zeke walks up, and he was like, "That's why. You, that's the way you lead us." That's why you lead us. Gives him a hug, tells him we love him. But you look at Zach Martin's face, and he gives him this, like, whew, damn, you're good. Like, th- we believe – this team believes that Dak Prescott can do that thing late in the game, and they believe in him. So that's something that inside those walls, as much as we're talking about it and everything, as long as those guys believe that that quarterback can lead them whenever it matters the most, they're going to they're gonna be very, very good. And, like, I, I don't want to start up some whole new topic or anything like that, but I'm really interested by that idea because I think I do too. Like, and I know people get – pissed about this and they're like i you know i've seen the text of people like oh he's below average to average i fundamentally do not believe in any universe that dak prescott is a below average quarterback like i just don't i get it you need to build a good team around him to win a super bowl i also agree with that but i think he can win a super bowl though i know this season will be yet another referendum on that unless they win it all well, then it will be a referendum, and, and you'll be you can, like, in your face, you can I referendum told you. this, you know what I'm saying? And I would hope I that all that the people that were wrong about that would be like, hey, but we won the Super Bowl, so what the hell do I, I care? I guarantee that's what will happen. If they win the Super Bowl, no chance. everybody will apologize to Dak. And right? they get no the rings chance. from the Diamond Factory. Yep, Whoa. there we go. That's what I'm talking that about. That is a that good idea. Well Speaking done. of the Diamond Factory, 13719 Omega Road in Dallas, we do have the Dak Prescott autograph helmet. It's sitting right in front of us if you want to come by. Look around, maybe pick some stuff up, and sign up for the giveaway that's going to be happening at 2 o'clock. We would, of course, encourage that. Coming up next, though, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, plus maybe some soccer, plus maybe some NBA, all next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, fellas. Well, I wanted to, and, and I apologize that we got a little bit of a delay happening, but I wanted to go through a couple more positives from the game before we move, uh, before the uh, Texans game, before we move on to Jacksonville, is tied for a season low in penalties and penalty yardage, and then LVE, the tackling machine. Did either one of those stand out above the other in Sunday's game? I thought Van Der Esch really stood out. Um, I believe he had a total of 14 tackles. Uh, nine of Nine of them were solo, uh, and he was just all over the field. Uh, you know, I've previously heard, you know, criticisms of him because he doesn't fill a hole. Well, he filled a bunch of holes there and plugged things up uh, on that running game. So, yeah, I thought that one uh, stood out. Uh, most of all, the penalty thing, it's actually kind of a two two consecutive game thing, uh, by the way, with uh, uh, cutting down on the penalties uh, and um, especially the pre-snap penalties. So, yeah, I, I thought that uh, that was uh, those two things, I think, really stood out. But the Van Der Esch thing uh, and, and also factor in that he that he wasn't going to practice at the end of the week. Um, he, he had the illness, right. And, uh, he had to fight <laughs> through that and, you know, and, uh, somebody asked me if he was going to play. I said, he's a linebacker. He ain't sitting out. And sure enough, he went out and balled out, uh, in that game. Mickey, have you given a look to Jacksonville yet? And you know, what are your thoughts on, on Trevor Lawrence this year versus his rookie season? You know, I think I think Lawrence uh, certainly uh, looks improved. Uh, you know, their offense has been playing you know pretty well. If you look at the this week's rankings, their uh, offense is ranked 11th. That's only one spot behind the Cowboys, uh, and their passing offense is 10th. That's uh, half as much as the Cowboys' 20th. Right, so. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be another, and it's, you know, it's a road game. It's up there. Um, you know, this is going to be basically, well, I don't, we'll see how it turns out. I was going to say, this is going to be their playoff game. Uh, it's the Cowboys, right? Uh, so they better buckle their chin straps and be ready, uh, for a team, uh, another team with a losing record to sort of rise to this occasion. Mickey, I'm going to give you something here about Trevor Lawrence because he's my guy. I think he's going to be a superstar, and I know he hasn't in his first year and a half in the NFL. But when he completes 70% of his passes this year or more, they're 5-2. and two. 
when he hasn't completed 70%, they haven't won a game. That's a pretty good stat. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it sort, of, it, it sort of goes to show uh, that, um, you know, you got to have people around you and, and not just wide receivers, uh, but also uh, y- y- you need the offensive line uh, to perform well. And I think that was one of the things going in that, uh, you know, they needed to work on. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's, he's done uh, a really good job so far this year. He's, you know, averaging um, right at seven yards uh, an attempt and um, 20 touchdown passes, six interceptions. So that ratio is pretty strong. Yeah, I always thought he was good. I just, I just didn't think he had a very good uh, supporting cast those first couple of years. And, you know, and, it, and, and it's like sometimes guys need a little time to acclimate to the NFL. You don't always do it as a rookie uh, or even the second year. Uh, you know, see how much Troy Aikman improved from his rookie year to his third year. Uh, in 99 it, it, it was it was rather amazing but guess what also improved the supporting cast too uh, so yeah I think I think Lawrence I always thought Lawrence was the real deal and he's p- certainly playing like that this year man Mickey we appreciate your insight as always we'll chat with you again tomorrow and get even more Jacksonville focus heading into the weekend sounds good fellas have a good day There you go, Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. All right, I got a couple of other things for you. And I wanted to say this was good news, but then I thought about it some more, and I was like, I guess not. But did you see that the U.S. State Department did the autopsy of Grant Wall and everything like that? And like I said, I wanted to say it was good news, but – I mean, he's still dead, so I guess not really. Um, And they said they do not believe that Grant Wall was murdered. And his brother, Eric, who initially thought he had been murdered, says he doesn't believe that to be the case anymore. He had an aneurysm, I believe. So, like, still so, so, so sad. But I guess that's good i don't know i think it is i will say this just as a a, i'm not a i don't want to say i'm a conspiracy theorist but a little bit here is would the united states say hey somebody from qatar killed him yeah i don't know if that's also best for business either like from a geopolitical level and everything okay Uh, but but that being said uh, I don't know if we have to take everything the government says as the truth. But at the same time, I was wondering this. All right, we brought him back. What if there is foul play? What if they did somehow do something to him? Is it best for our government to say, hey, they poisoned him. They did something to him to kill him. I don't know if that's also best for... Do you think the brother would go along? Like, my only thought was yeah. the brother. I Like, I hear you no, on no, the no. government. I totally get it. But when the brother was like, I no longer believe that, then I thought, yeah. that actually convinced me more than the government, to your point. No, you're. I mean, and look, we unfortunately know about, you know, do it for Durrett. Yeah. We unfortunately had that yeah. happen, you know, to one of our friends slash reporters here. Gosh, I, I might be 
10 years ago now by now so i do know that obviously you can be somewhat completely and totally healthy for the most part and that happened to you and you die but um it it does bring up a lot of kind of hey gosh like in qatar not maybe the best place for United mm. States people to make stands on things. I and still can't believe they never went back and changed it. Like, after they cleaned out so many FIFA folks for all the corruption and everything like that, I can't believe they weren't like, you know what, and you don't get the World Cup anymore. But they yeah. were like, man, what could possibly go wrong? Money's too good. The money, like the, the money was there, man. They had a lot of money to spend, and, and that factors into it for Do sure. Do you think FIFA's cleaned up? No. Not God, a chance no. Listen, in hell. You, in that kind of organization, Mike, my personal opinion, you replace bad people with more bad people because those people Hopefully are less bad they're, people. They're try, they're, they can't wait to get their opportunity to take over. I just wonder if those bad people are just like, hey, I don't have the title anymore. Yeah. But you, my buddy, is go- are going to be in this position, and we're still going to funnel the money the exact same way we do. I have a note about the World Cup final, and I think it kind of backs up some of the stuff that you've said, Mike, about the MLS to this point, but it is also a big deal for them is Thiago Almeida is the first active Major League Soccer player to make the FIFA World Cup final. Like he's, oh, wow. So he's part of Argentina. So it's a big deal. And he plays on the field. Yes, yes. So it's a big deal. Or the pitch. Yes, it's a big deal for them, but I think it also feeds into your idea of like, where people aspire to be. I don't think that's any shock that, like, the Premier League has, you know, 60 kajillion people that have done this before, whereas the MLS is still making their way. But There's a reason we watch Texas Rangers baseball over Frisco Rough Riders baseball. Sure. What's that? What's that reason? Yeah, what, what, because I'm we're curious. watching the best in the world uh-huh. play Major League Baseball. We're watching really good players, almost major leaguers, play in Frisco. And maybe become major yes. leaguers that play in Frisco. And that's what you're watching with uh, the Frisco MLS, FC yeah. team. Is <laughs> FC Dallas. You're yeah. watching, you're watching a team. The, we talk with like, them every Thursday during soccer the biggest, season. The biggest thing I always think about there is it's the biggest league here. Right. You know, like, right. I feel like it would be so different if the Premier League was also in the United States. Then I would be like, oh, well. Sure, let's go see. Then you could really <laughs> yeah. go see Dallas, Barcelona, or whatever. Like we're going. With. I know that wouldn't ima- make any sense. Oh my god, I love that. Would, would love not make that. any sense. Can you imagine cool. though how much more <laughs> soccer players would make money wise if all of a sudden the owners of the MLS got together and said, "Screw it, we're giving Mbappe fifty million a year and seeing like if if all of a I don't even no. know if that wins it because like did you see Ronaldo, right. a team in Saudi Arabia, is like million. yeah, I'll give you two hundred seven million years. So I, I, I don't I, know. I, I am curious if, if like, that's long money they have over there. Yeah, right. it's, and it's been long for, I mean, a long time because makes sense. soccer in, uh, overseas and in the English Premier League, like, they've been working, building those things as long, you know, longer than we've been building NFL teams. I wonder if the money's even close. Are the like I know Jerry and, and his franchise are worth this, but I wonder if the the real money that exists for the owners for for soccer players is even close to if the NFL is even close to that. I might be wrong. Somebody help me out. There's a soccer fan. I feel like it's no. not. You don't think it is? Like no. the NFL can't even match to where those soccer money Look is. Look at the money value. Look at what's going on there. How much money these guys are getting paid? Like it's 
I don't know. I well, don't think so. Okay. so I you will think just... that's because they, they, that sports fans don't have to divide their attention? Like, they don't have NFL over there. They don't have Major League Baseball in Europe that I know of. I, right. I will also argue for your point when you talk about the money they make. I think that is just because the NFL has a savvier control over the labor market <laughs> because valid. the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise, not one of the Premier League teams. I know it can be close, but it's the Dallas Cowboys. I think that the labor market is very smart can you imagine in the NFL. If there is no luxury. And Mahomes could yeah. just transfer he, to another team. If after six years he became a free agent, he's like, no, I'm not signing the extension. I want to see what the market bears. And it's like Major League Baseball where, yes, there are taxes, but there's literally – no cap what Patrick Mahomes would get on the open market. I think it'd be cool to see because we don't get to really experience that. That's the one thing that I think is crazy is you don't see that many trades. You don't see much of the free agency like you do in baseball and the other sports around here. That's why I think with soccer over there, which I really want to go over there and experience one game. That's for sure. But they – that you see, like, for instance, Ronaldo, okay, I want out of this place. I want to go somewhere else. Now he becomes a free agent, and look at what he gets. Oh, here's $210 million right yeah. in your face for every year. A year. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, like I $350 million over 13 years. Yeah, but that's not it. Ronaldo's getting one in year. In two years. Though. In two years, he'll beat that. <laughs> yeah. So take that's, that, Correa. That's a, that's a tease. Okay. A tease. Oh, that's oh, right, because we got baseball sorry. nuggets coming up next, and it's happening live with Mike Bassick and hey, Eric Holland. In a tuxedo. At the Diamond Factory, 13719 Omega Road in Dallas. Come see us right here on 105 Through the Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live at the Diamond Factory, 13719 Omega Road, where there's a lot of fun stuff happening. People are hanging out to watch and listen to the show. Plus, we're going to give away, or the Diamond Factory, we're going to help facilitate that, the giveaway of this Dak Prescott autograph helmet. Plus, Mike Bassick and Derek Holland are taking pictures if you want. Yeah. Mike? I dare somebody to bring more of my baseball cards than Derek Holland. Oh. I will sign all. All of them. I'll put Snap on there. I will put whatever you want on there if you can somehow muster up more Mike Bassett cards than Derek Holland cards. You only have like a thousand made. Like I'm gonna, thousand Derek's in I'm gonna make. You know what? I'm gonna make an even better deal. Right. Oh, oh. I will for everybody that brings their their card of me. Uh-huh. I will put their name down, and we will draw for my two stars tickets. The game of their choice, whatever one they want. Oh my! Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> we got to get people to come here. It helps for the helmet. It helps towards the helmet, and it also makes me beat you, so I can be better. Is that can, is that courtesy of Diamond Factory? Do it like. Uh, he's no, doing it as a human. Yeah. Guess what? This is courtesy of. Yeah, he doesn't have Derek. a contract with Odyssey. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> okay, I don't have a contract with anybody. I'm unemployed. That's a good point. I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. I, I got something Mike related. I want to get to. Sorry. Sorry. Couple quick things. T. Y. Hilton is going to wear number 16 for the Cowboys, and more relevant for you, Mike. Trevor Lawrence has been named the AFC Offensive yes! Player of the Week. In your face, AFC. <laughs> that you, Corey. I have right. so many good cards of his. Um, <laughs> Mike, let's go Go ahead and hit the baseball nuggets music, Ruben. Um, Ooh, a little This Week in Baseball. We didn't do this yesterday, and I don't know why we didn't get to this yesterday. I don't think I knew this. Was I didn't the, know this the, until this morning. All right. Yesterday, in 1978, Yeah. Your dad was traded to the Minnesota Twins for Mark Scarce. Yeah. 
Didn't even play in the major leagues. Worst trade in the history of baseball, they yeah. say. Did you say two or from the Twins? Uh, to to the, the Twins. twins. Oh. Yeah. So you know it's interesting, and this is just the way Gross. everything has changed. I'm not saying my dad did the right thing and he couldn't. it didn't matter because they couldn't do it. Is In 1978, my dad was hurt, and he couldn't play for the Texas Rangers. He tried to give the money back to the Texas Rangers. He said, oh. I don't deserve this. I didn't pitch for you guys. I was hurt. And they're like, well – Whatever you think, it doesn't matter. We can't. You're under contract. Yeah. We have to give you the money. But it just didn't look. I think at the time, Do you think he was they making like take it back? $18,000 yeah. or something like yeah, that. I yeah, mean, yeah. it was not a lot of money to play in the major leagues. But it is interesting listening to my father say, you know, we just he just felt like, guys, I don't deserve this money. I wasn't able to help the team. I wasn't able to contribute because I couldn't play. So just interesting thing. So then after, uh, you know, kind of rehab was getting done, he was traded to the Twins and was able to pitch two years for the Minnesota Twins. So, yeah, kind of a cool note. I didn't know that either. I didn't know till somebody put it on Twitter, the Texas Rangers kind of historian person, yeah. that uh, my father was traded in December of 1978. All right, so let's go to another huge signing in Major League Baseball. Man, I'll tell you what, baseball might not be as popular as it once was, but they are sure financially doing pretty strong because the San Francisco Giants give Carlos Correa a 13-year, $350 million contract. And before I ask you this, Derek, I do really like Carlos Correa. I think he is a great player when healthy. But, man, that's a lot of years for a guy that doesn't ever seem to be healthy. I'm looking at his career. He played a full season in 2016. 2020 he did, but that's a weird year, you know, 60 total games. And he was pretty healthy in 2021. Last year he was pretty healthy too. But, I mean, most of his career I always felt like, man, he just never – I kind of want to – a little bit Corey Seager-ish. I'm just like, man, they're really good when they play, but – I don't know about long-term contracts because of their injury risk. That being said, I'd love your thoughts on Carlos Correa. You're a former San Francisco Giant. So what do you think of the fit, what he can bring? Do you believe that's a good contract for his health? Uh, I'm, I'm with you on the contract. I think it's a little steep. Uh, obviously, you want to have guys staying out on the field. You know, I've had injuries. I know what that's like. And seeing it from the fans, they want you out there on the field. If they're going to spend money for you, they want to see you out there. He is a really good shortstop, uh, especially defensively. I loved watching him play out there. He's got some range, and he's a pretty good hitter too. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad fit for him. I think it's a good spot. I just think it was a little bit much. But I mean, thirteen years is he got so the most long. out he of. Did, yes. Now we don't know what Dansby Swanson's going to get, but I think he's not going to he get will not that get anything much. close to that. Right. I've, I mean, I've heard now that they, the Twins, are looking at. Swanson as their replacement. So he married a, a girl that plays professional soccer in Chicago. Is that correct? Dansby oh, Swanson. I, I, don't know him that I believe he's recently married oh. to a professional athlete uh, who plays professional soccer. I believe. Mallory Pugh, yes. Yes, and so I'm not saying the Cubs have a huge advantage there, but I do know the Cubs are very interested. His wife plays professional soccer in Chicago. Uh, They bring up the Cubs as a possible destination for Swanson. They bring up a couple other teams too. It'll be interesting. He's the last guy on the market. And you really like him, right? He's a great defensive player. Uh, shortstop, the best out of the four that were free agents. He's the least hitter out of the four that were free agents. As Bogarts gets $280 million to go to San Diego, Trey Turner gets $300 million to go to Philadelphia. 
Carlos Correa gets $350 million to go to San Francisco. And now Dansby Swanson, I'm going to guess by the end of next week, so before the 24th, let's say, we find out where Dansby Swanson is going because I think now the teams know there's only one left to yeah. bid on. And if yeah. we don't get them, we have to do different things. And the Braves are somewhat still interested, but a lot of people are like, it's not going to happen because Ron Washington has been working with a kid named Vaughn Grisham. Okay. Okay. So he, this guy is somewhat of a premium prospect. He came up to the major leagues last year for 141 at bats at 21 years old. He batted 291 last year with a 792 oh. OPS. How about this? This is amazing to me what the Atlanta Braves are able to do. And Harold Reynolds brought up a great point on MLB Network. He said, look, when the Braves love you, and we'll get into kind of how the Rangers might be able to sneak in here on this one, they lock you up long-term in your first three years in the major leagues. Right. And when they don't, and they let you get to free agency or a year away from free agency – it's pretty much a known that they are going to let you go to another team, and they've hoped to develop a person that can take your spot. Vaughn Grisham, when he was 20 years old in A-ball, batted 311 with an 848 OPS. That was at 20. Last year in high A and double A, he batted 324 with an 899 OPS. And then I gave you a little bit of his major league stats. That is pretty impressive. He's 21 years old. So then I go and I look, where do the Braves keep – how do they keep doing this? The Dodgers do this and the Braves do this. How do they do this? Which he is was why like, we've said don't spend on players. Right. Spend on buying out all of the brain trusts to, for the Dodgers and the Braves. To your point during um, Jared Sandler's charity event Sunday night at Top Golf, it was great. I got to talk to John Daniels, the former general manager of the Texas Rangers. Now he's um, – I don't, a general manager assistant. I forget the exact, you know, phrase it is or, or the assistant to the regional manager. Yes. But he's working now <laughs> with Tampa Bay. And it was a great conversation. And, and obviously some of it was private, but I don't think this was private. He just said it's interesting how different organizations are with analytics and that this organization sees this is very important. And this organization doesn't see it as very important. They see th- these things as very important while that organization does. So so a lot of the inside numbers that we don't know, organizations are very different with now that he's moved from Texas to Tampa Bay. So I think it's very important to bring in a person from the Brave system. I think it's very important to bring somebody in from the Dodger system because we don't know what they value. Yeah. Just like Tampa – knows what they value, but doesn't exactly know what Texas values. So they could take John Daniels' ideas and thoughts go, man, we really like what you were doing in Texas here. We don't care about what you were doing there in Texas because we've kind of looked at that. We don't value that. So it's interesting. And here's where Vaughn Grisham came from. 2019, 11th round pick out of high school. So they took an 11th rounder out of high school. And he was up in three years? In three years, he came up at 21 years old, and he was great in the minor leagues. Has put up premium stats in the minor leagues. He's a shortstop second baseman, and here's why I know that they don't want Dansby Swanson back. Not that they don't like him. They just don't want to pay it. They told Ron Washington, you're going to Vaughn's house, and you're working with Vaughn this offseason, Grisham. So they, they put Ron Washington as you're going to be somewhat his private coach in the offseason to make sure he is prepared and ready to be our everyday shortstop. So that's why I do think that, and Harold Reynolds thinks this too, 
is that Dansby Swanson is not going to be a Brave because Ron Washington is preparing their 21-year-old to be their shortstop. That says a lot about Wash, too, just so people can understand how great he was. I mean, he was awesome here with the Rangers, but he does such a good job of getting guys comfortable at their position, working with their hands and hand-eye coordination. He does just an outstanding job of getting guys where they need to be. I miss him here first off, so I I, yeah. I want to give him the love that he deserves because he is by far one of the best at what he does. I would just say whoever is second in charge or third in charge with the Braves, you look at their team, Riley, uh, Acuna, Albies, now Michael Harris, Spencer Strider, Max Freed, who uh, yeah, we've Co- talked about. Corey, yeah. you sent a text last night. What would it take to get Max Freed? Is there possibly shopping him because he is two years away from free agency and they might not want to pay him the 30 to 35 million, maybe even more. He finished second in Cy Young voting last year. He's a multi-time all-star, very good pitcher at 27 years old, left-handed pitcher. And it's going to cost a premium to trade for him. Because they've got that's the thing too with the Braves too. That helps. Their minor league pitching is pretty, yeah. pretty good. I, sorry, I was about to slip up there. It's pretty good. They yeah. have they have what it takes. So that's probably why they want to put him out there because they know their youth is coming up. They've already locked up so many guys in that that team that, that they're going to be good for multiple years. Yeah. So okay. that division is going to be tough to begin with because of everything else that's going on. But we yes, have to do sorry. another baseball segment, man. We got these. I, okay, at eleven twenty, we will. But my quick question: Are you question, cutting us off? Well, well it's time. We got to go. go for break. Oh. And, this, isn't a po- <laughs> this isn't a podcast. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Are you cutting us yes, off? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Me up. <laughs> sorry, Derek. And most other avenues of life you can you have control and this one guess what my show buddy we're the knc <laughs> man we're in a tuxedo, we're in a tuxedo. We're in a tuxedo today because of him. yeah you didn't even dress up it's our show oh you've seen the clothes i wear this is absolutely I feel like an idiot today coming up at least we look good like you guys idiot. you guys actually do look really good coming up next i think y'all will enjoy this segment as well does trash talking and bulletin board material actually make an impact for athletes or in the game because Micah has us wondering that. We'll do it next, live from the Diamond Factory on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 